Section 1 of the ANZAC Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Introduction by Sir W. R. Birdwood from the ANZAC Book, edited by C. E. W. Bean. It is my privilege to have been asked to write an introduction for the ANZAC Book and to convey the cordial thanks of all the inhabitants of our little township here to those who have so kindly given us the free use of their brains and hands in writing and illustrating this book in a way which does as much credit to them as the fighting here has done to the force we all hope that readers of our book will agree in this while those who are more critical will perhaps remember the circumstances under which the contributions have been prepared in small dugouts with shells and bullets frequently whistling overhead it may be of interest to readers to hear the origin of the word anzac when i took over the command of the australian and new zealand army corps in egypt a year ago i was asked to select a telegraphic code address for my army corps and then adopted the word anzac later on when we had effected our landing here in april last I was asked by General Headquarters to suggest a name for the beach where we had made good our first precarious footing, and then asked that this might be recorded as Anzac Cove, a name which the bravery of our men has now made historical, while it will remain a geographical landmark for all time. Our eight months at Anzac cannot help stamping on the memory of every one of us days of trial and anxiety, hopes and perhaps occasional fears rejoicings at success and sorrow very deep and sincere for many a good comrade whom we can never see again i firmly believe though it has made better men of every one of us for we have all had to look death straight in the face so often that the greater realities of life must have been impressed on all of us in a way which has never before been possible bitter has been my experience in losing many a good friend i personally shall always look back on our days together at anzac as a time never to be forgotten for during it i hope i made many fast friends in all ranks whose friendship is all the more valuable because it has been acquired in circumstances of stress and often danger when a man's real self is shown in days to come i hope that this book will call to the minds of most of us incidents which though they may then seem small probably loom very large before us at the time and the thought of which will bring to mind many a good comrade not only on land but on sea from the day we were put ashore by rear admiral thursby's squadron up till now we have had the vigilant ships of his majesty's navy watching night and day in all weathers for any opportunity to help us we will all of us look back in years to come on queen elizabeth prince of wales london triumph Bacant, Grafton, Endymion, as well as such sleuth-hounds of the ocean as Colney, Chelmer, Pincher, Rattlesnake, Mosquito, and many others as our best friends, and will think of them, their officers and ship's company, as the truest of comrades with whom it has been a privilege to serve, and as the best of representatives of the great fleet and service which carries with honor and ensures respect for the British flag to the uttermost parts of the earth boys hats off to the british navy it may be that in thinking of old anzac days the words of the harrow school song will spring to one's mind 
forty years on growing older and older shorter in wind as in memory long feeble of foot and rheumatic of shoulder what will it help you that once you were strong but it has indeed helped us all to have been with strong men at anzac and whatever the future may have in store i personally shall always regard the time i have been privileged to be a comrade of the brave and strong men from australia and new zealand who have served alongside of me as one of the greatest privileges that could be conferred on any man and of which i shall be prouder to the end of my days than any honour which can be given me no words of mine could ever convey to readers at their firesides in australia new zealand and the old country one half of what all their boys have been through nor is my poor pen capable of telling them of the never-failing courage determination and cheerfulness of those who have so willingly fought and given their lives for their king and country's sake their deeds are known to the empire and can never be forgotten while if any copy of this little book should happen to survive to fall into the hands of our children or our children's children it will serve to show them to some extent what their fathers had done for the empire and indeed for civilization in days gone by i sincerely hope that every one of my old comrades may meet with all the good fortune his work here has deserved and live to a ripe old age with happiness and be occasionally reminded of old times by a glance at the anzac book anzac december nineteenth nineteen fifteen end of section one